Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here of the Welter Spaniard 2023. And today was stage three, finishing in a different country, Andorra. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Craig himself, Ewan Wilson. And I mean, Ewan, a bit of an explosive finish, but we'll get on to that. Uh, what exactly happened on the stage? Well, this stage provided the first summer finish of this year's Vuelta España. Early in the stage, we had a breakaway go out. It included some big names, former Grand Tour stage winners, particularly in Damiana Caruso, uh, who won a Vuelta stage two years ago, and Leonard Kemner won a Giro stage last year, also finished top 10 in GC this year, as did Caruso. They were joined by Eduard Supolfeta of Lotto Dessen, up in the breakaway he scooped up a lot of the king of the mountains points however they were all hoovered up in the end on that final climb to the end uae and, and yumbo did most of the work and, and in what was a fiery final two kilometers we saw many riders go up the road um ayuso was the first to attack he was met with jonas Vingo quickly and visma swarmed to the front they sent off sep curse in what looked to be a stroke of genius mark soler marked the move however things came back together under the one kilometer to go banner and we looked to be on for an uphill sprint finale. In the end, the Belgian champion Remco Avenepoel seemed to get the jump on everybody. Thought he might have gone too early, but that gap soon grew. The Tour de France champion Jonas Vingo following him in the wheel. However, Avenepoel did the damage and had done enough to take the stage win. Strong over the line, silencing everybody after what's been a very angry two days for the reigning champion and the Belgian road race champion. He won in the black, yellow and red Belgian national champions jersey. However... That jersey became a little bit more red after the finishing line. Uh, he came into the big swarm of photographers, Swanyers and so forth, struck someone, came down, um, cut the side of his face. There's blood everywhere. You could hear him. You could pick him up on the audio saying, I'm fine. It's good. But it looked pretty nasty. Uh, blood everywhere. But I mean, he still won the stage. This has happened before. We've seen... Riders collide with photographers. We've seen riders, um, even this year at the Tour de France, Carlos Rodriguez uh, got knocked off his bike in the team buses. But for him, Evenepoel, a pretty chaotic 24 hours, but he will be the new leader of the Vuelta a España. Strange finish to this stage. <laughs> That's to be said. You and uh, Remco Evenepoel winning, showing great form um, and really looked very comfortable on that final climb. Is he now the favorite, do you think, for this year's edition? He looked really good in that climb, very comfortable. His team did do a lot of work because UAE and Yumbo were doing a lot. And in the end, he had that kick to win. We talk about sort of the roglification and roglifying these kind of stages. If Avenapol can sort of roglify, I don't know how to make Avenapol into, into a verb. Remcoing, if he can just sort of uh, sprint away into a lot of these like welter sort of hilltop finishes and gain the bonus seconds that way that'll set him apart from the rest on a stage like this he really thought Vingo and Roglic would rise to the occasion this is a very Roglic-y kind of finish to see Avenapol topple both of them is definitely a sign of strength now he leads this race by five seconds we saw how good he was riding defensively last year in the red jersey he's in a very comfortable position yeah I mean when you look at uh, Jonas Vingo and Roglic you would have thought Roglic would have been a bit snappier to respond to that attack but he was yeah, nowhere. Roglic is the guy I think I'm most disappointed with today because this is a sort of a Roglic kind of finish. It's the Roglified Walter stage finishes that we're so used to seeing him do well in and winning. Uh, yes, a fourth place, it's 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 solid, but even like in Tirreno earlier this year, Burgos, similar competition there, and he was winning those stages here, finishing in fourth place. Yeah, not quite as, uh, as positive as we were hoping, and he actually finished behind Ayuso. Uh, for instance, I would say Roglic should be beating Ayuso on this kind of finish. Also, 
because of what Yumbo were in that opening TTT, they really need need to get the time back uh, at this early point in the race. But Vingegaard looked really impressive. He marked the first move from Ayuso and then sprinted strongly in the end. Uh, at, at one point, it looked like Vingegaard could even go on for the stage win. So the Tour de France champion definitely looking in a comfortable position as well. He sits only 31 seconds back off Ave Nepal uh, at the moment in GC. Yeah, too. Well, if we look at the top 10, uh, Enric Mass in second place, Lenny Martinez in third place, two of your favorites, the Bora guys, uh, Vlazov and Autobrooks in fifth and sixth, former Bade moving down into seventh. Unfortunately, he had a golden opportunity to try and get the red jersey uh, attacked, as you said early on. But yeah, does this put any like hierarchy on these riders? Do you think these are the ones we're going to see at the front? Like well, Ayuso stronger than Almeida. Yeah, that that one is is very true. I think we saw that through a lot of the stage that they're backing Ayuso more than Almeida. Almeida hasn't looked super strong recently, and I think today kind of proved that that Ayuso should be their chosen son. But we'll we'll see what happens later into this race. We saw how strong Ayuso got later into the world to last year. He might do the same here, but maybe Almeida is now trying to find his legs again after what's been a pretty uh, tough couple of weeks since the World Championships in Scotland. But the hierarchy definitely, I mean, Avon, Paul Mass, the two guys from, from Yumbo. I also think Sasha Vlasov looked good. I know everyone's going to say bias, but Vlasov looked, looked pretty good. And even seeing Eutabruk's in top 10 now in GC definitely shows that Bora Hansgrohe have a couple cards to play in this. We're probably going to dive into it, but Ineos Grenadiers, I think they've lost their pet, yeah, their exactly. order in the hierarchy. We'll go on to that now then. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think here? Because Garen Thomas was not in that first group. We all heard about before that he'd done this new training. He felt great, blah, blah, blah. Great at the Giro. And then this was a bit of a shock first test. We didn't know if this was going to be a, a big GC filter or if this was just going to be, you can't win it, but you can definitely lose ground here. Yeah. Uh, definitely Not a huge filter, but I mean, you, you need to get through this to sort of show yourself later on. And the fact that Thomas wasn't in that front group is worrying. Uh, he now sits one minute and 11 seconds behind Dave Napoleon and GC on the same time as his teammate Ergen Bernal, the former Tour de France winner as well. Him and Aronsman looked stronger towards the end. Maybe they go for Aronsman instead of Thomas. I know Garrett Thomas before this year's Buelta was saying that the only time he did it before in 2015, uh, he didn't feel good. The, there's something about the Buelta that just didn't click with him, which is why he hasn't been back. And uh, maybe maybe that's just happening here again. He might not be the kind of guy who goes well at this time of year, might not just like this race. That's perfectly fine. Maybe we have an early indication of that. He could try to go for stage wins later on. I mean, it's been quite a shitty two days for them as well. So, so oh, yeah. Like... He crashed yesterday as well, let's not forget. Yeah, exactly. So, But also, looking towards the, the, the GC standings of this stage... Wonderful ride by the young Frenchman Lenny Martinez. Really excited to see what he's going to bring. Uh, seventh place on today's stage. Went with lots of the moves. Um, he now sits in third place in GC, just 11 seconds back. Also, a good finish from Wilco Kelderman. I know we expected so much from him at the Tour de France, uh, but he's he was also in that front group uh, towards the end, as was Jay Vine. Well, Jay Vine um, dropped a little bit towards the end, but Jay Vine looked, looked really good, a very... Uh, helpful domestique so yeah definitely a lot of signs of where we have our first set of cracks and uh, hierarchy appearing in the GC standings including Mikael Lander being completely off the mark I'll also point that one out for Bahrain (laughs) I mean 
yeah. Oh, sorry. Eddie Dunbar <laughs> lost two and a half minutes. Did he? Oh, no. But I, I was going to... Well, Zana lost time as well. Kieran Bokalan didn't look great either. Bookman. Uh, Bookman fans. But Ewan, in terms of... Yeah, now, it, it was very evident there are two super teams, Yombo and, mm. and UAE. But Remco, probably the strongest riders. How is this going to play out? It's kind of... Uh, triangle dynamic if you will he hasn't got the strongest team van wilder's winning deutschland tour so he hasn't got that rider to count on for example but he's got jan here who finished inside top 20 today is he gonna beat yomba in uae by himself probably not but um <laughs> but those two teams we saw how much they did today and i imagine even will be up there later in the race, given that he was so strong today to win when UAE and Yumbo invested a lot, shows he's definitely got some legs. Will those how legs be sustained throughout the race? We'll find out. But how do you beat Remco? Because, like, are they they have to keep Jonas Vingo, no, they have to keep Roglic in close contention if they can do the one-two like they did with Tadav Gacha last year. Uh, but he has that, as you say, the insurance of the time trial coming up. Yeah, true. I think, I think Vingo looks better than Roglic. But that's purely basing off today. Not yeah. just today, actually. A, a two Tour de France titles as well. Um, <laughs> it's like, bang, yeah. bang. But um, I, I guess, t- to be fair, today was not the most complicated mountain stage. Probably later into the race, once we have this more attritional mountain stages, we'll, uh, we'll see Ember Visma appear towards the front. It's a bit like, you know, we didn't see proper Jumbo Visma at the beginning of the Tour de France last year, like on Super Planche, for instance. We didn't see ferocious Jumbo Visma doing that big train up the mountain. But we saw that later on into the race once we got to those hard mountains like Glanon, like Otokam, and so forth. Maybe we see the same at this year's Bolta. Their tactics were good today. I'll say that. Uh, maybe Vingegaard could have been more aggressive, but did he need to be? He lost one second and four in the bonus. He was five seconds in total today to Avonapol. It's not the end of the world. Um, who's had a really good chance to win the stage and they went with that. I don't think they can be too beat up about it. Yeah, it's almost like, was he waiting for Roglic to come around and then he never came? Maybe. I think that that's what they, they shouldn't get too hyper fixated on having them both on the podium. I think they should just try yeah. with whoever to get them the win. Yeah, exactly. But I anyways, like that's them. it. UAE at the at the Tour de France in a way like I don't feel like Adam Yates they fixated on him getting the podium but once we we, we came towards the end it was a nice little you know treat uh, but nice way to describe Adam Yates's high point in his career just a little treat for the team but anyways with that that's it for our recovery analysis here of stage 3 of the Vuelta Espana make sure to comment down below what you thought of stage Ramco Venable having a bad uh celebration after but uh yeah make sure to hit the like button subscribe to the channel and we will see you tomorrow